At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubos Link, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. This is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay, ladies and gentlemen, producer number five and eight. Haven't heard much from Jeffrey this morning. No space for Jeffrey. Got to make space for Jeffrey. How you doing, Jeff? You good? All good? Hey, I'm here, man. Got your hair cut over the weekend. Mm-hmm. You're, you're very excited. Um... Yesterday, we split our tennis bets, hit Goffin, come from behind and win for David Goffin during the daytime, and then another one here in the first month of the year. So January, we closed the books on January. We were 57 cents ahead of the closing price and lose again on the second one. It's just amazing. Uh, The second one was was uh, Yannick Hanfman, which I got at plus 104 the night before, closed at minus 153 last I saw that, and we lose in straight sets. So the, so this is, again, it's betting sort of 101. And if you're ever fortunate enough to get, get to a point in a certain sport where you are crushing lines and then get beat repeatedly, in the month of January alone, we had two lines we beat by over 50 cents, two lines we beat by over 40 cents, Two lines we beat by over 30 cents. Guess what our record was in those six matches? 0-6. It's betting, man. What can I get for that CLV? Can I go buy a bagel for that CLV? Yes? No? No? Can't get a bagel for it? No? No? Um, So that's that. If you missed the big news this morning, Tom Brady uh, retiring after 22 years, once again saying uh, just doesn't have the 100% commitment to the the game anymore, and that's what you need. And who who could begrudge him? 22 years. Seven Super Bowl titles, five Super Bowl MVPs, three regular season MVPs. My goodness. 15 Pro Bowls. Where does it stop? The greatest player of all time. The greatest of all time. And who in their right mind would have predicted it out of the University of Michigan? Certainly not NFL GMs drafting. Sixth round draft pick. The New England Patriots. I remember when when Bill Belichick made the decision to go to him over Drew Bledsoe. People were like, what? What are you doing? But unlike these other college coaches, right? Like Urban Meyer, who barely even knew you know Joe Burrow's name, let alone evaluating him. Bill Belichick got to see Tom Brady in practice every day. It was like, oh, look at this guy. So there it is. And so what does this do? So this gets back to our discussion, Jeff, about NFL futures for next year. So the Bucks go from a Tom Brady-led team that was already in cap trouble to how bad is that team and how bad is that division? 
Who's the leader in that division? Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, and who am I forgetting? Saints. I think your second point is the most important one. That division. division all of a sudden goes from, again, two years ago, you had Breeze, you had Matt Ryan while he was still somewhat capable, and you had Brady going into the 2020 season. Now you have the Matt, Ryan, platter. Matt Ryan, who's terrible at this point. No Brady, no Breeze, no Sean Payton. Who knows? I mean, if you're if you're Bruce Arians, why would you stay for a rebuild if you're him? You could be looking at a full clean slate at this point in that division where all those team win totals should be eight and a half at most. This gets I mean, we've we've said this so many times now here in the last week. You know, since we since we got ahead of the Brady thing. And we'll try to get some other things. We'll try to read the tea leaves on some other things. But that's why, like, Harbaugh to the Vikings, you were saying yesterday, and I agree with you, it makes so much sense, right? Because the power imbalance now, especially of Aaron Rodgers. Other people were making this point. Let me just get this aside going. People are like, why would Aaron Rodgers leave the Packers now? Which is a valid point, right? Because it's like, okay, how many good quarterbacks exist in the NFC? We, we went through them yesterday. We went First of all, we went through the multiple tiers of the AFC, right? Mahomes, maybe Rodgers, Lamar, Allen, Herbert, Burrow. That doesn't even take into account the Tua's and the Cars and the Mayfields of the world who are like third-tier AFC quarterbacks. The NFC is, in no particular order, Dak, Kyler, Stafford, Russell Wilson, and Cousins without knowing the status of Rodgers. That's it. Everybody else, just throw them in one group, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Just throw them all up in the air. And so if you're Jim Harbaugh and you're like, why would Jim Harbaugh interview with the Minnesota Vikings? Because you're set up to succeed. Now, some people might counter by saying, oh, you really want the, you want the easy route to it? Yeah, some people do. <laughs> some people really do. So, I mean, it's it's... It makes a lot of sense. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you care? Is, is us trying to guess along with Aaron Rodgers is like the dumbest thing we could possibly do. Do you think he cares about stuff like that? I don't. You can't get inside of his brain no. at this point. You just there's no there's no point in us doing that. Now, look, if if all things were equal, he should go back for one last year, play the final year in Green Bay. And if they don't win, then either retire or go somewhere else when the contract is up. So if I said to you right now, you must, okay, Super Bowl obviously in 12 days. Can't wait. We're all excited about it. We'll talk about it for 12 more days. But if I said to you, all right, Jeff, you must make an NFC futures bet today. Not the NFL, right? I don't, let's just remove the AFC and all their great quarterbacks from the, from the equation. You must make a bet on the NFC for next year. And we had the associated odds with it up last uh, couple, a couple days ago, which is, there were six teams out of 16, the top 16 shortest shots were from the NFC. And we said of those six, the Buccaneers and the Packers are unbettable because we predicted that Brady would be retiring. And if you believe that Aaron Rodgers is going, that leaves four. And the only four teams among the, the top half of teams to win the Super Bowl, only four of them are NFC teams. The Cowboys, the Rams the Niners and the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. That's it. Cowboys, Rams, Niners, and Cardinals. So the question to you then, Jeff, is you must bet an NFC team. Would you bet one of those four, or would you go completely off the grid knowing it's such a thin top layer? 
I would bet Philadelphia hoping that they trade for a quarterback and just taking a shot. <laughs> on, the, on the hope of a trade. Yeah, just, yeah. just taking a shot at a bigger number because – I don't trust that. I'm not going to bet on Dallas with Mike McCarthy as their head coach, regardless of what the rest of the field looks like. I won't either. We said all year, it's like the McCarthy tax. We refuse. Hard for the Rams to get back to a second consecutive Super Bowl. The the 49ers might have Trey Lance, who's shown us nothing at an NFL level as their quarterback next year. I I mean, it's really difficult. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, just hoping that – Someone down the board makes a trade. What about Seattle? What's the number on Seattle to win the NFC? So, so Seattle's thirty-five to one. Okay, to win the NFC. Oh, to win the NFC, they're yeah. not not on the board right now. Okay, actually. so that's so you have to get ahead of that, right? Is Russell Wilson going to stay, or is he going to go? But if I told you Russell Wilson was going to stay, I don't have any inside information. Wouldn't that kind of be the sneaky team? And I know Pete Carroll's the worst. Right, trying to establish the run in the year 2022 aggressively. But wouldn't that, I mean, isn't that the team we've kind of forgotten about? Yeah, well, look, Russell Wilson by the end of the year looked like himself again when he was fully healthy. Mm -hmm. There's no arguing that. Again, we don't know if Russ is going to be there. We don't. don't. That's really what it comes down to. Again, Minnesota's interesting if they hire Jim Harbaugh because – can you, in your mind's eye, can you see Kirk Cousins and the Vikings winning, a, going to a Super Bowl? I know, I, I, look, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl right now with Zach Taylor coaching them. Right, but they have, as, as my buddy Matt Brown, my, my co-host Matt Brown says on primetime action, they have Jesus H. Burrow as their quarterback, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, this guy is just, he could be Tom Brady for all we know. He could be Patrick Mahomes. The, this guy's unbelievable. He's, he won a title with Ed Orgeron in college, and he's on the cusp of doing it with Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, well, they won six games without him the last two years, without Joe Burrow. How many times did we say Zach Taylor looks bewildered on the sidelines? The, the one thing I will say, just slicing it back to, to what we were saying there with Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh in his first three years in San Francisco very easily could have been in three consecutive Super Bowls with oh, Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick trust as a me. quarterback. I know it. Had a front row seat for it. Jim Harbaugh is a great football coach, period. Whether it's USD, whether it's Stanford, whether it's Michigan, and I know he didn't beat Ohio State for years, and this generation thinks he's a terrible coach because he couldn't beat Ohio State until this year. Stop with that. San Francisco 49ers, he he literally is, no matter where he's gone, he's been great. But I just I cannot picture the Kirk Cousins thing. What about, uh, what about the Washington Commanders? Does that name alone intimidate you and just make you just cower Very in its midst? Very Are you like, oh, my God, it's the Commanders. They're going to win it. No, doesn't do it for you. I hate that name. hate it so much. I don't know. I think it's an interesting question about the NFC because it does, you know, in the the NBA, we talked about when LeBron was playing for the Cavaliers, right? LeBron always had that easy, easy, in quotes, path when the Western Conference was stacked. And so LeBron, with his greatness, to win the Eastern Conference was fait accompli every single season in that stretch, right? And then they got Kyrie finally and they won an NBA championship because the Warriors didn't score a point in the last four minutes and 40 seconds of game seven, but that's a whole other story. Um... This isn't. This is sort of the equivalent of that without having a LeBron on any of these teams in the NFC, right? This is like a really weak conference 
maybe not as weak as the as the NBA East was back then. But this is clearly the weaker conference without having an Aaron Rodgers unless Aaron Rodgers decides to stay, which seems like an underdog at this point. The other thing could be what happens if Aaron Rodgers just goes to a different team in the NFC. You have to just get out in front of that if Pack, that were to happen. Packers aren't letting that happen. Who knows at this point, Gil? There's no sense of handicapping anything with that guy at this rate. Commander quarterback Aaron Rodgers. No, it's like I haven't. Why doesn't anybody ever want to go to DC? It's Daniel Snyder. Congratulations to Rihanna. She's got a baby bumper. Is that you, Jeff? Well done. Uh, all right, we'll come back. Greg Peterson on college basketball. Jeff Schwartz on Super Bowl 56. His reaction to the division round last uh, last week. And oh, what a division round. Not division round. Conference championship round it was. We'll do that next. A numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. I don't have to tell you that. But right now, you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. How about that? This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Cannot wait. It's all at vcin.com slash Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, it's just thinking out loud. Big game. vcin.com slash Super Bowl. You know what I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, let's talk some college basketball. Let's bring in Greg Peterson, everybody, the host of the Greg Peterson Experience. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing terrific. How about you, Gil? I'm good. I always appreciate you dressing up for the morning uh, for the morning appearance. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, what is the name of the podcast as well, Greg? That'd be Coast to Coast Hoops, and you're able to find that wherever you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, list goes on and on. Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Peterson, all about uh, college basketball. Let's uh, let's begin with the game on Sunday. So while we were waiting to watch the uh, NFC and AFC championship games, although in reverse order, uh, obviously Ohio State and Purdue was on. And I asked Wes Reynolds a little bit about this yesterday, which is, you know, I think I think I speak for a lot of people who show up for college basketball now. Some people even in three, four weeks when the conference tournaments and the big dance come. But for those who are like showing up now, like, okay, my college basketball season is starting. Wow, Purdue's up on, he's up 20 on Ohio State. 
followed quickly by, wow, EJ Liddell cannot miss a basket, and this game is tied. And then, of course, Purdue wins it on the Ivy jumper with just a, a tick or so left on the clock. And so I'll ask you the same thing I asked Wes, which is, all right, this is what I want to know. If I'm thinking about making college basketball futures bets right now, who can I trust? Who is the team that right now I'm thinking, hey, I'd love to have this ticket come big dance? Purdue's not one of them. Is, are they, Greg? Like, you trust that team? Honestly, Purdue would probably be in the top five just because their floor is actually much better than other teams because they're very much a rebound-based team. That's something that is going to travel in the NCAA tournament. It's something that few of these mid-majors are going to be able to match up with. And when it comes to this year's NCAA tournament, I don't think it's necessarily about trying to grab the number one team. It's about trying to grab the team that is not going to play him out in the first weekend. And how many mid-majors are going to be able to match up with a front line of Travion Williams along Zach Edia that's able to give you 16 and a half rebounds per game? The answer is not necessarily too many. So I actually would say that Purdue is much more trustworthy than some of these more boomer bust teams. Like I take a look at an Arizona, for instance, and this is a team that they have been absolutely tremendous this season. They're a team that I would say that their ceiling is much better than that of Purdue but their floor is also a little bit worse. We wound up seeing that on display a couple days ago when they wound up playing against UCLA. Kirk Creese just did not look good at the point guard spot, and a lot of it does come down to who is controlling the who is controlling the ball, who's bringing it up for you. And if you take a look at the top ten players of college basketball, I don't know if a single one would be a point guard right now. It is all about bigs, and I think that's what makes this year so unique because the big men are better than ever in college basketball. The point guard play, suspect at best. Well, I don't know about better than ever, my friend, because there was a time prior to your birth where it was spectacular with Olajuwon and Ewing and Sampson and that kind of thing. But, yes, yeah, certainly in modern history, you're right about that. By the way, we were flashing up the uh, championship futures. Purdue's not ten, on ten, these ten boards. To one, Gil. Thank you. I was, to one. <laughs> were you thinking the same thing I was? I was like, wow, what are they, 50 to 1? What's the story on Purdue? <laughs> 10 to 1. We just omitted Purdue uh, from that list. All right, so who then l- – let's talk about who is your – best mid-range play now. So not the Gonzagas and Dukes of the world, but what's the team mid-tier? Is it Purdue? Or is there another team where you're like, you know what? Michigan at 80-1. to Because we talked a little bit about this last week. Maybe it's not them anymore. Who's the team right now where if you're like, I'm making a bet today, this is the team I'm going to make one on? I would say out of all the teams, you take a look at a team that you know what you're going to be able to get out of them. You know the style that they wind up playing. Houston is very, very silently at 30-1 to 1 right now. I recognize the injuries that they've taken to Marcus Sasser along Tremont Mark, but they are right now dump-trucking teams, and this is a bunch that they are always going to be one of the best teams in all of college basketball on the glass. They showed it last year, the fact that this system does work with Kruger and company. He was able to do a good job of being able to get them to the Final Four. I would say a more around a 30-1. to 1. That's relatively solid. And then Villanova at 18-1. to 1. I know that they wound up losing to Marquette about two or so weeks ago, but this is still a bunch that you wind up bringing back Colin Gillespie. You're bringing back Justin Moore. You've got all this really good guard play. You're getting a little bit more down low out of Eric Dixon. Well, I was just talking about the fact that among your top 10 players in all of college basketball, probably none of them are necessarily a true point guard. Maybe that number one guy is a Colin Gillespie who's in his fifth year, has been to the NCAA tournament many times, and This Villanova team was actually the biggest competition to Baylor in the NCAA tournament last year with all Kong Gillespie. If you have them in the fold, who knows what winds up happening, and they should have a back this season. 
Connor Gillespie and seemingly his uh, seventh year at Villanova. 20 to 1, vote from Greg Peterson. Houston at 30 to 1. I have a lot of uh, Cougars fans, uh, fr- fan friends who will be very happy with that answer. All right, who you, you handicap this every day. We'll get to your picks here momentarily. I don't know if I've ever asked you this. The coach, the head coach, where when your handicap shows, Greg, you're like, oh, I want to pick Team X. Um, but they have this coach. And so I don't trust my handicap because I think that this coach isn't going to get it done in the ends of games. Or conversely, I want to pick Team X, and they have this coach, so it corroborates my pick, and I'm absolutely playing them because I know he's got my back. Who's who's the coach that leaps to mind in both of those scenarios for you? Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway, without question. He's number 358 out of 358 coaches. Wow. He literally has the number one recruiting class in all of college basketball. I mean, it is as if you wound a gifting like your son a Ferrari. And you decide, you know what, we are going to take this Ferrari and we are going to just dump it right into the ocean. I mean, it is absolutely insane how bad this Memphis team has been this season. They're turning the ball over 17 times per game. They've got so many guys that should be so dominant down low. And his just coaching malpractice this year has been absolutely insane. He has no idea what he's getting out of guards that are very, very special. I do recognize that this team has had a couple of injuries. And he complains about guys being young and everything like that. Well, boo-hoo, everyone's been dealing with COVID. Everyone's been dealing with injuries. He's just making excuses for the fact that he was a guy that tried to take AAU ball to college basketball. It's clearly not working. Meanwhile, on the flip side, a coach that seemingly always gets his team to play really well this time of year, always gets his, the most out of his guys, that'd be Dan Holman. Now, you've got to recognize the fact that Oregon did wind up losing that game against Colorado about a week or so ago, but he took an Oregon team that looked absolutely awful in the Maui Invitational, a team that was looking very rudderless in December, and guess what he did about two and a half weeks ago? Went on the road and knocked out both UCLA and USC. The guy just knows how to be able to get his team to fire on all soldiers. He knows just what he's got with regards to his guys. He's willing to adapt to them, so... Dana Holtman is a guy that I always trusted. And Penny Hardaway, I have to shade down Memphis's numbers like three to four points because he's just that bad of a coach. Wow. I'm glad I asked that question. Jeff, you're, you're nodding. You agree with that answer. Well, I've heard I, Greg and I have had this exact same conversation in between Bet Center and the Greg Peterson experience. Wow. Jeez. That was Greg almost coming out of his uh, suit for that one. All right. What do you got tonight in college basketball? What are your top plays? What I wound up giving out for DK Nation is the over in this LSU versus Ole Miss game. Now, recognize that there has been a little bit of a line move in this game around like 3, 4 a.m. Pacific time. This thing wound up going from like 126. And as I'm seeing it right now, you're going to be finding it more in the neighborhood about a 126 and a half to a 127 and a half, depending on where you're shopping. But I made this number more around 132. LSU has been one of the best teams to the under in all of college basketball, but Oh, but one of those games wound up coming with a total of north of 130. I feel like the market has over-adjusted a little bit on LSU. There's also a chance that you might see a little bit more Xavier Pinson in this game. So I do think that that is going to be making things a little bit better for this LSU offense as they've been struggling a little bit more in that aspect. And then under the radar as well, I think that Texas A&M getting 11 points against the Tennessee team that they're a little bit feature famine themselves. I think that's a relatively good spot. you got a Texas A&M team that they've really lost by more than two possessions once in the last two months. They've been able to do a rock-solid job of being able to hang into games. They're a team that they don't shoot it well necessarily, but they do a nice job on glass. 
They're in the top 10 in all of college basketball with regards to steals per game. And then if you're looking for another over out there in the SEC, Mississippi State, South Carolina, total between 138.5 and 139.5. I like this total over because got a South Carolina team in the top 40 in the country with regards to possessions per game. Mississippi State, top 25 team in the country when it comes to offensive efficiency. A Mississippi State team that hasn't necessarily been able to do a terrific job of being able to guard the three-point arc. So I see quite a few points in that one as well. All right, give me your top four seeds, top number one seeds come uh, big dance. What do you got right now? Right now we've got Gonzaga and Auburn, and then from there it becomes a little bit more of a roll of the dice. Whoever winds up winning the Pac-12 out of UCLA and Arizona would get that other number one seed along with Purdue for me. Okay. Um, should be fun, man. College basketball, a lot of people landing on it right now, now that football is winding down, uh, some opportunities. That's the beauty of the futures market, also in college basketball. As people don't realize, year after year, you can get ridiculously good prices on teams deep into February with the uh, conference tournaments and the big dance just on the doorstep of that. So uh, still very vibrant futures market. Greg Peterson, host of the Greg Peterson Experience and Coast to Coast Hoops, the podcast. Thank you, Greg, as always, man. Always a pleasure, Gil. Thank you. Greg Peterson at G Unit. Was it G Unit underscore 81? No, G underscore. No, G Unit underscore 81. That's what it is. Coming back. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Pro tip when you ask for uh, tea with honey at the uh, Starbucks, ask for them to uh, mix the honey in there. Or remember to do it yourself. Otherwise, it goes to the bottom of the cup. Join our own Stormy Bonatoni on Friday, uh, the 11th of February at 6 p.m. for the Big Game Betting and Beers event at the South Point, right here on the tip of the strip in Las Vegas. Stormy's going to be joined by our guys in the desert, Christy Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, Vinny Maliulo, all of them for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book. About all the action, pardon me, <clears throat> that these legends have seen over the years. The event's free for everyone over 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. That's the Friday right before the big game to get free samples of Bookmaker Blondale, specials on Budweiser, purchase signed copies of Chrissy's book, and then one year, and learn from these bookmaking experts. How about that event? Stormy, Chrissy, Vinny, Jimmy, Friday, February 11th, 6 p.m. right here at the South Point. And we'll be uh, we'll be a uh, sand wedge away doing primetime action that night as well, kicking off our 56 hours of coverage. But that event is free. Ladies and gentlemen, he played on the offensive line in the NFL for the better part of a decade for multiple teams. He's got a podcast called Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You, works for Sirius XM, works for Fox Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the great Jeff Schwartz. How you doing, Jeff? I am better than the Chiefs offense in the second half on Sunday. Uh, did you know, by the way, that, that Stormy and I once called a peewee Panthers football game in Charlotte, North Carolina, like four years ago. You called the game, like you did actual announcing on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There, there was a, like I was, tr- I was trying to get into like the the broadcasting side of calling games, and the Panthers like broadcast like once a month this Pee Wee football game, like of some league in Charlotte. And <laughs> I awesome. was the play- I was a color guy, and she was a sideline reporter. Were you Were you killing the kids, Jeff? Tell the truth. You're like, well, that was a terrible play by that three by just, that seven year old. There were more cameras at that game than ESPN gives the Pac-12 for Saturday night contest. <laughs> and as well it like, should we be, like by the way. Cameras. Yeah. We have like five cameras for seven-year-olds playing, and ESPN gives the Pac-12 
four cameras in standard definition when they play a 10.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Well, Jeff, well, Jeff maybe the Pac-12 should get its act together, I think, is what the message is right there. I'm pretty, pretty sure. <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let me ask you a question. This is obviously the burning question on everybody's mind. If you played for the Washington football team and you found out that the name was Commanders, or at least it appeared to be the Commanders, would you be checking for the end of your contract? Like, does that matter to you what the name would be at all? I mean, my high school team was a Dolphins. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it matters. I, don't, uh, I mean, I don't think it. I don't think it matters. Uh, look, uh, I say this all the time. Like, winning solves everything, right? If Washington wins, no one cares what their team name is. I kind of like football team, honestly. I, I do too. Like football team. I think it was fabulous. I do it's too. It's very unique. It's one of a kind. Like, like Cleveland Guardians. Like, just be the Cleveland baseball team. Like, why not? This is the Cleveland baseball team. The Guardians is worse than Commanders, I think. Yeah. Guardians, like, they just basically tried to do Indians, but just with a G at the front of it. At least Washington is doing something completely different. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it matters. I might still call them a football team. I still call – I was caught the other day saying Oakland Raiders still. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that one time this week I'll call them the St. Louis Rams. Oh, man, that was a good question. I did that once last month. So let me ask you, because you alluded to it, better than the Chiefs, better than the Chiefs offense after halftime – can you explain what happens there? So you're a player. You guys are crushing in the first half. It's 21 to three. Then it's 21 to 10, and you blow that opportunity at the end of the first half. All right, you blew it, but you get the ball first in the second half, and basically for the entire second half, with the exception of that final game tying drive, you end up with 34 yards of offense. This is the Kansas City Chiefs. 34 yards of offense in two first downs. Don't you adjust to their adjustments? Like, what happens there on the sideline? What do you say, Jeff? I, I think Mahomes got the yips, man, because I can't explain otherwise. There's guys open. You see the videos. I mean, there's guys open, and there were guys open in the flat, and Mahomes missed them twice um, earlier in, in the half. And then obviously down at the you know, first and goal at the five, five-yard line, you run the ball one time. Second down, you could have – Hardman was open for a second. I mean – in the first half, Pat Pye throws that ball, touchdown, takes a sack, third and nine. Kelsey and Pringle are both open. Like, it's not disputable. Uh, Kelsey was open early. Pringle was open a little early, and he was open late, like on the scramble. He was open. And Pat just didn't throw the ball. I, I don't know what to say. Um, the one adjustment I would have liked to see is more running the ball from Kansas City in that spot. Like, obviously, Pat wasn't playing well, so let's get back to, you know, they, they average six yards a carry. Like, let's get back to run the football maybe take some of this out of Pat's hands, and it just never happened. And I understand Andy Reid saying, like, hey, man, he's our guy. He's got us there. He's got us to this point. But it wasn't working, right? I mean, something was, was wrong. And I, I don't think it was because of that last play and a half. I mean, maybe. But, like, you gave 300 yards. They were one yard away from perfect half. You know, and you go, you go to halftime and be like, oh, shucks. Well, that didn't work out. Let's just go back and run our offense in the second half. But I, I get Bengals fans are upset when you kind of put this game on, on Kansas City's offense, but I do. Like, I, I, I watched the film back. Dropping eight, what, what, what the Bengals did. They doubled Kelsey. Okay, well, guess what? Teams have also doubled Kelsey in the past. Like, it's not, it's not something they did that was so extraordinary. They, they ran a defense that you run against Mike Leach, right? You drop eight in coverage. Like, you run right. it's an air raid, it's an air raid yeah. defense. Right. Right? The Chiefs just, just didn't. I, I am... I'm, I'm still because, look, the Bengals, I was reading this today, they have faced zero top 10 defenses the entire season. Zero. It's incredible. They haven't faced one top 10 defense all season. Uh, they, faced one, they faced a couple of defenses ranked 11th, and the Browns one time, um, and they lost that. They lost one of those games, obviously. The, the last game of the season wasn't 
uh, you know, the Stars weren't playing. Like, I don't, I can't explain the Bengals being here. They, they, they they've been okay on offense. Like, dude, they, they faced one defense in the top ten and they lost that game. Um, they, uh, their offense has been below average according to the metrics for the postseason. They scored five offensive touchdowns, twelve field goals. I, 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 I have no idea, man. I don't know how they did it. Um, obviously, they're here and they got, and they're playing the Rams. But as a Chiefs fan, I mean, that was a huge bummer because again, the first half, every they had. The first half, they had almost 300. They did every single yard possible but one. Oh, the second half couldn't do anything. It's unbelievable. So, so obviously, this begs the question, because you're alluding to it already. Um, the Rams, first in pass rush win rate, had 50 sacks this year. The Bengals, 30th yeah. in pass block win rate. They gave up 55 this year. The Titans sacked Burrow nine times just a couple weekends ago. Um, and obviously, the Rams are a top-10 defense, to say the least. So it's four, like it went from four to three and a half, back to four. We see some four and a halves now. This sounds like you're all in on the Rams. Well, I'm all on the Rams, but also terrified of Matt Stafford at the same time, too, right? So kind of the, both of those things are true. But here's the thing, like, do you remember last year, um, you know, the Chiefs had the bad offensive line heading into the, into the um, Super Bowl with all the injuries. And, and we kind of convinced ourselves, like, oh, Holmes will get it right. It's going to work out. It, it surely did not. And – the Bengals have, again, this is kind of the part of that I have trouble with. I'm a former offensive lineman. The idea that you can allow 59 pressures in three playoff games and be the Super Bowl to me is, is dumbfounded. Like, <laughs> the Bengals are like, yeah, we've been bad all season. It's incredible. It doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's just going to be good this week, right? And I just, I, they're not going to really run the football, right? Joe Mixon has not had a good playoffs. His best run of the day, I think, was, an overtime, right? The one where he fumbled at the end. I think that was he was he declared himself down and fine with that ruling. But that was like the biggest run he had of the day. And on that run, on that stretch run, there were, there were three offensive linemen that were five yards behind the line of scrimmage on a run that was an explosive run. <laughs> I can't explain it. I, I don't know. I don't know what to so like. And now you have a Rams defense that's vulnerable in the middle if they play their base defense. But otherwise, I mean, you have okay. You want to double Donald? Well, he beats up things all the time. But then you have Von Miller who's playing like. His 2015 version of himself. Leonard Floyd, who's really good as well. And then you have Jalen Ramsey in the back end. I just think it's a rough day for the Bengals. I mean, I don't, again, I don't trust the Rams. Like, four is a lot in a Super Bowl, even though the last, what, three or four have been much more than four-point victories. Um, where it was 10 points, and then it was 11 points, and then it was last year's blowout. Um, so they tend to be more than four uh, if the winning team, you know, covers and wins. But I just I have a hard time thinking the Bengals are going to move the ball this game. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only the only close question is, you know, for the, the as, as as a sort of counter to that is, is Joe Burrow just that good? Like, if you give them two weeks, right, they're going to get together. They're they're familiar with the mismatch on the offensive line. They're familiar with how bad their offensive line has been. It's been dreadful. And if you have Jalen Ramsey single covering Cooper, uh, excuse me, if you have Jalen Ramsey single covering Jamar Chase, doesn't the, doesn't the Bengals game plan at that point become all right? Fine, quick to to Higgins. That's how we'll get them. Like, I mean, are the Bengals good enough to counteract that kind of deficit? Well, the, the, the Rams know that as well, too, right? I mean, the difference between the Titans and Chiefs pass rush is they don't have the backing of the secondary to match that, right? And, and the Rams do. The Rams know the ball's got to be out quick. Screen game, quick passes. I mean, they know that, too. The Chiefs don't have the defenders to kind of make that work, right? I mean, they know it's going to happen. It's still, it's still a matter. But look. Burrow's ability to escape in the pocket has been fabulous in the playoffs. He's a great football player. But 
he has not played better than Matt Stafford in the playoffs. Like, I mean, he's right. Do we agree on it? Matt Stafford for 900 yards I in agree. three games. Yeah. Matt Stafford's been great. He threw the arm punt. Was dropped. I get it. But Matt Stafford's been fabulous in the playoffs. The arm punt. And yeah. and you know, Burrow's played well, but he's not been Stafford. So I, I again, I, I mean, four is a lot. I get that. It's still, we're still you know, 13, 14 days away from that game. But I think the Bengals have a hard time scoring. All right, strong vote for the Rams from Jeff Schwartz. Jeff, love you, appreciate it, man. Enjoy. If we don't talk before then. All right, take care, but have a good one. Jeff Schwartz, at Jeff Schwartz, the GEO version of Jeff on Twitter. Jeff and I, Jeff Parles and I, coming back next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. BetMGM, proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. We get tweets. Everybody uh, listen to this. different things we can talk about this morning. Uh, on the heels of, uh, not on the heels, but on the doorstep of it appears the Washington football team tomorrow, the big announcement being called the uh, Commanders. God help us. Patrick at Patty Romp. On Twitter, we get tweets. Need to run it back to the Keanu Reeves classic, the the uh, replacements. Washington Sentinels should be the name. That from uh, Patrick. Bill Hooker, there's only one announcement that would truly satisfy the entire WFT fan base. If you mean the uh, resignation or the, uh, the announcement from Daniel Snyder that he's going to sell the team, then you're correct. American Patriot, Washington Pigskins is what it should be. Mark B, uh, by Mark B, why Washington just doesn't change it to the Americans and keep all the imagery the same as beyond me. Mike Zhang, happy Lunar New Year to everybody. Happy Lunar New Year, Jeff. It's the year of the tiger. What year were you born, you know? I'm the year of the monkey. You know, know oh, I, I have to double check. I did know this at one point. Come on, man. Happy Lunar New Year to everybody. Scott C., thank you, Drew Dinsick and a numbers game for solving the mystery of the curling stone on the Ken Palm homepage. Ken Palm ruining curling markets for everybody. 
By the way, year of the rooster for me. What's that? Year of the rooster. <laughs> that seems like a very appropriate Jeff Parles year of, doesn't it? <laughs> you do see, I've never seen Jeff laugh so hard. You do seem like a year of the rooster. Uh, Norman Vegas getting back to the Israeli ski team. Clarification. It is a brother and sister, apparently, in the state of Israel, who are in the Beijing Olympics skiing. That gives me something to root for. Let's go. Let's get it done. Um, he says, they're Jewish Hungarians. Wouldn't a medal be crazy? Yes, it would be. Lou Dor. Hey, Gil, the guy in the uh, audio snippet at the beginning of the intro, the numbers tell the story. They always do. Is that Todd? It sounds like Wishnev. All the best. That is not Todd Wishnev. That, do we, does, that, does that sound like Wishnev not to you? To, not to me. Uh, not to me either. Do we know who it is? Who I have it? no idea. We know the Barkley one, but we don't, I don't, know, we don't know who says well, that. Hey, look, of course, uh, back in the day, Fla- our guy Ron Flatter did the intros before we <laughs> yes, switched we over to, uh, of course, uh, Brent Musburger, obviously. Ron Flatter, or Les Nessman, as we call him around here. By the way, R.I.P. Howard Hessman. Dr. Johnny Fever over the weekend. D-Gen Southern Gent, the massive amount of Olympic gold medal plays that uh, Drew Dinsick gave out this morning got my degenerate senses tingling. Thanks, Drew. People uh, seem to like that Winter Olympic segment. Maybe we'll bring it back once the uh, games themselves start. What is your level of excitement of the Winter Olympics with 10 being, oh, my God, I can't contain myself, to zero being, I didn't even know they started on Oh, Friday. I knew they started. I uh, did if, 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 if there was no curling, it would be a two. But because there is curling, it is a five, Gil. <laughs> if there's no curling, it's a five. You love curling. You had a curling experience. Great, great, great sport. You it, pushed. You didn't brush. You pushed. No, I did a little bit of both. What did you enjoy more? What do you What do you fancy yourself as? Oh, I, I look. When uh, you turn pro. They're, they're sweepers, I'm pretty sure, by the way. But, sweepers, uh, is that the word? What's but uh, they're sweepers and throwers. Um, would I call them brushers? Brushers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Canada. I will, I will, I will say, I will say. You have to wear the correct shoes, because if you don't wear the right shoes, you are sliding all over the place. Either sliding all over the place or falling flat on your face. Len Glow, uh, college basketball bad coaches. Hardaway Cooley, yeah, but isn't Providence crushing this year? Um, Hamilton Hurley at Connecticut. He's Bobby Hurley, right? Are you a Danny guy or are you a Bobby guy? Bobby's at Arizona State. Danny's at UConn, right? No, no, Bob, oh, yeah, Danny's Bob, at UConn. Bobby's at Arizona. Danny is at UConn. Right. And so he doesn't like Danny. I actually prefer Danny. Dan, Danny Hurley's a much better coach yeah, than I Bobby agree. Hurley. Yeah, I, I don't agree with these. His are. He said Hurley at Connecticut. I do not agree with that at all. Good coaches, he says, no one stands out, but the guy at Oklahoma, Porter, is good. There are about 10 or so good coaches who are very close to each other. This is Eddie. Uh, Edgar underscore Hunt enjoyed listening to uh, Greg Peterson on a numbers game this morning, but stop beating around the bush, Greg. What do you really think about Penny's coaching abilities? Yeah, man, he was <laughs> Greg. Greg was losing his mind on that. Should I give tennis picks today or should I not? Uh, I think I think you should give one. Give one or give them both. I don't know. Mm. I'm gonna leave it up to you. I'm gonna we, give one. How about that? I'll give one. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so because we got we get you know. You split yesterday, and you, you lose the one where you're 57 cents ahead of the close. All right, so uh, here's the one I'll give. I will give, and I'm going to have trouble because there's three tournaments going on globally, and um, I want to get the, the correct one. But anyway, it's uh, I'm going with Sunwoo Kwan. I got him at minus 159 over Hugo Gaston. So Sunwoo Kwan... Over Hugo, over Hugo, spelled Hugo, Hugo Gaston. Uh, I'm going to guess this is in Montpellier, uh, but that is the play. That is the play. 
Soon Wu Quan at minus 159 is the tennis play of the day. You play those two yesterday, man? I did not. Oh, I man. did not. I did not have money. I, I did not have money in the account uh, that uh, had them up here in town. All right. They're going to, we're at some point here now. So we, we're having trouble finding like coaching props in the National Football League. Who's going to end up where? We still believe that Dennis Allen is going to be the head coach of the Saints, right? Despite the Brian Flores stuff? I, I, Allen, should, if there were odds, Allen would still be the favorite to me, yes. But if it's short, I would bet it. Like if, if it's. Yeah, if it, it, it look if you're not if you're not either I would again there was plus one ten last week mm-hmm. when it was up at DraftKings. Uh, I bet that. Yeah, at one ten a plus one ten. I think if you can find that, that's a good bet. Vikings, you think Harbaugh is a legit favorite? I, I think at this point it has to be. What are they waiting on? What is he waiting? Well, on? he's interviewing tomorrow. All right. By the way, the Jaguars coaching search is the most ridiculous thing I've ever witnessed. They have brought in Rich Basaccia. Rich Bisaccia, apparently Byron Leftwich now is like, you didn't get rid of Trent Balky. I'm not, I'm not going to be your coach, which is fascinating, right? Because Trent Balky butted heads with Harbaugh in San Francisco, and apparently Leftwich was like, package deal or nothing. I don't want to work for that guy. So then they went Bisaccia. I guess Vic Fangio was part of that as well. Who, who is the latest Jaguars coaching candidate again? Well, they, they want to interview Kevin O'Connell, but they're not allowed to until after the Super Bowl because they didn't get the requested in time. Aren't I forgetting somebody who, who just got a, an interview there, too? I guess what I'm saying is they're all over the place with their with their interviews. Like, Rich Bisaccia, I know the Raiders of the players loved him when he was here, but, like, how is he a fit for Trevor Lawrence? I don't get that. That's what you're going to switch to for Trevor Lawrence? Try to develop his career? Well, the one thing the Jaguars did this morning, Ian Rappaport on this is saying uh, Rick Spielman interviewed for a high-level front office position in Jacksonville yesterday. I have no idea So I don't know what that would entail. I have no idea what's going on there. Like, it's unbettable at this point. Unless you think there's a front runner, I don't. Doug Doug Peterson, by the way, interviewed oh, Doug again Peterson. yesterday. That was which the guy. actually would be a totally reasonable hire. If Is that it happened. though? Like, because you, when you think of the Eagles winning that Super Bowl, how much of that was Peterson and how much of that was Frank Reich? Like, do you really think to yourself, "Oh, that Doug Peterson, he was a genius"? I, I think uh, I think I would say that Peterson absolutely was more responsible than Reich. They kept they kept rolling sevens. I mean, it was like the royal flush of fourth down and third down conversions all year. That Eagles team had an unbelievable third down conversion rate of like third and seven and more. And then, of course, famously winning the Super Bowl with replay rules from the future. So, like Doug Peterson, would would you be inspired if, if you were a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars and that was your head coach? I would not. I would much rather have Doug Peterson and Rich Passaccia. That That's I not would even give close. You. That I would give you. That's what I mean. It's like they're just flailing, which I don't even know who I'd bet on there. And then the other one sitting out there is the Miami Dolphins job. I don't know. No idea at this point. I don't know. I I don't think they really know at this point, Gil. You fired Brian Flores. You have to make a splash. Does, Does Harbaugh interviewing with the Vikings now open it up for Ross? To want Harbaugh now because he's a Michigan alum, wasn't going to mess with his with his alma mater, is now that is that that not? Let me speak again. Is that now in play? I don't hey, look. It's not impossible. I would rather you probably would rather live in Miami than Minneapolis. No uh, disrespect to no, Minneapolis, no which is a very nice city. I enjoy Miami, but I look uh, again. Harbaugh's a really smart guy. 
even though he's a crazy person. You, you, in order to win sooner in the league right now, you have a better chance of winning in Minnesota going into this year than you do in Miami. You just Despite do. Despite the fact that he's a lunatic. You're right, is what you're saying. And Houston, did Houston fill their job? No, Houston has, that sounds like that very well could be down to Flores versus McCown. Which would be very, <laughs> if McCown get, again, if McCown gets the, that job, the social media reaction is going to be very, uh, be very intriguing. Why wouldn't they hire Flores in a heartbeat? I would. would I, that's what I would do if I were them. All right, we'll see what these props come out. Not widely available currently, but we've got to get ahead of this. Just think it through. The Lombardi line is next. I'm sure he'll have something to say about all that. And, of course, Super Bowl 56 next. Beeson, these at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.